or dad's eccentricity or dad's eccentricity <laughs> eccentricities eccentricities oh my lanta just say the word for me from boogie land media this is on carlson drive a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, What Grace Overheard. Do you grumble about your children sometimes? I do. And now I don't feel bad about the grumbling. I mean, I need to vent sometimes. I feel bad that they may have overheard my grumblings. That is what happened one night as Randy and I got ready for bed. I let my frustrations about my youngest out. I remember it not being very nice. I didn't couch it in kindness at all. I wanted to speak my feelings, which I think is fine, but Grace overheard me, and I know it hurt her feelings. I know this because she wrote a poem about it and shared it with me. This was a long time ago, but I still feel bad about it. I think about whether or not she still hears those words, and every time she thinks about them, do they wear away a little bit of her self-esteem? I hope not. I hope that I have been able to ease those words with my genuine love for her, and that a few words from an overtired mother won't still have any sting. When I asked her if I could use the poem she wrote, she didn't remember it, and when she looked for it in her books, she couldn't find it. So I am comforted that she doesn't remember. Why do I still remember? I need to delete that file in my head, the file of all the moments I have failed as a parent. Children are resilient. I have told that to many a new mom. Perhaps I should believe my own words. Grace is the one I think I made the most mistakes with, which is crazy because she is my youngest, and one would think I would have it down by the third one. But they are all different from each other, and they need different things. I think maybe I didn't understand Gracie's temperament quite like the other two. Gracie and I have had to have a few heart-to-heart talks to help us understand each other. I'm thankful that as Grace gets older, she can express herself more clearly and help me see her for who she is. We are alike in many ways. You know, the important things like using sound effects to punctuate our stories. But we have a very big difference in the way we process feelings and events. Grace needs to sit in her sadness. She needs to feel it, to spend time with it. She needs time to mourn and to lament. I do not. I like to step away from sad things. I want sunshine and rainbows. It's not that I don't process sadness. I want to see the sunshine that is there too. When something happens and I try to see what's left that is good or what good things could come from the situation, Grace feels like I'm disregarding her feelings. So I have had to learn to give her time to grieve. For example, we were talking about something that happened years ago involving one of our neighbors. I've told the story in the episode, These Are the People in My Neighborhood. 
a time when Grace was with our neighbor Mary, and a bigger dog attacked Mary's dog and killed it. This was very traumatizing for Grace. As we talked about it, I said something like, well, let's remember the good things about Mary. Later, she wanted me to know that she did not like how I dismissed what had happened. Now, I didn't feel like I had dismissed the trauma of that situation. I acknowledged that it was terrible. I simply did not want that memory to be the memory we had of Mary. We loved Mary, and there were so many good things about her and our time with her before she passed away. For me, dwelling on the trauma of the event was not how I wanted to think of Mary. But Grace felt like I was diminishing the impact it had on her. She needed to feel those feelings again. It wasn't like she was only remembering that one sad event, but she did want to acknowledge the effect that it had on her. And for me, it wasn't like I wanted to ignore the impact of what happened. I wanted to enjoy the happy memory of Mary. Neither is wrong. They are different. I need to remember that Grace needs time to sit in the sadness. And Grace needs to remember that that is not my process. I want to focus on the light around the sadness. Here's a little light around the sadness. We may have gotten into a little disagreement about the story, but my Grace now has the maturity to tell me what she's feeling, instead of sulking about it. So I will rejoice in seeing my baby not be such a baby. Grace feels things deeply, all things. If to me it is simply annoying, for her it will probably be absolutely infuriating, which means she will let you know how exactly it makes her feel, in many words, spoken, written, and with facial expressions. I value Grace's artistry, uh, too much for her taste. I have made the mistake of reading some of her work without her permission. I forget that poetry is deeply personal, and perhaps some of these thoughts don't want to be shared with your mother. I am an overzealous admirer, but Grace doesn't like it. She reminded me of this through a poem. I would like to share it with you. Don't worry, she gave me permission to share. This is my life. You don't get to read of all my heart. My whole struggle is written on these lines. I'm drowning, I write. I'm weeping, I write. I'm in love, I write. I'm laughing, I write. I write my life in these lines, the life I have alone. I don't leave this book open. Like my heart, it can be hidden. I write when I'm fragile. I write when I'm done. I write for myself. Actually, that is one of the three poems she shared with me about her private poetry, not for my eyes. The first one is pretty tame. The next one gets a little more pointed. The one poem I want you to read. I want something of my own. This is what it was. This was my escape. The place I put my heart, my time alone, the silent feelings, meant to be unspoken here because I didn't want them to be. One more. Oh, and uh, Grace, don't hold back. Temptation. It's tempting, isn't it? 
a closed book on the floor staring at you, practically begging for you to open it. Something that's not yours, something with secrets, the inner workings of your child's mind. So tempting, I know. There are always things that plead for your attention, that practically ask you to explore. We all know those unlocked or locked thoughts we so desperately want to see, and sometimes we jump at the chance. And what does it give you? Red hands. I know three poems, that's a lot to share, but I wanted to show you what a brat she is. I mean, what a thoughtful and interesting writer she is. To be fair, because I am not one to express myself through poetry, I'm way too pragmatic for that. I didn't really think about the personal nature of them. I wouldn't read her diary. (sighs) Whatever. I consider myself sufficiently scolded. I think she has a unique voice. We have a similar style in our storytelling, at least in the way we format a story, the flow. However, her writing is much more flamboyant and wordy. Well, kind of like her. I also find joy in watching her draw. She can place a few simple lines and voila, there's a chicken making pancakes. Her drawing has a wonderful sense of whimsy about it, too. I'm not good at drawing, which leads me to ask Grace to draw things for me now and then. But that is not okay. She does not like to be given suggestions of things to draw. If I ask her to draw something, you can be sure she will not draw it. Now, with the risk of getting a serious eye roll or possibly another scolding in the form of a poem, Let me say that in my mind, I find that kind of selfish. That seems harsh because as a creative, I understand that we want control of our art. But for those of us who have no talent in drawing, but have an idea of something, we need help creating that idea. I also think she misses out on the fun of collaboration. You know, where the different skills of others can enhance the skill you possess. Personally, I love a collaborative effort. I think it's fun to write with someone or create an improv scene. Although, Grace will improv with me more than anyone else. So, maybe I'm wrong again and she will collaborate. But it needs to be on her terms. She's like a cat. I am treading on dangerous waters here. I could get in some serious trouble. But... Let's hope that the said maturity of my baby will win and we can have a good conversation about all this. She will probably write a poem about it. That's fine. I'll read it when she goes to work. I'm just kidding! I'd never read something so personal. Obviously... I'm going to have a conversation with Grace about this. So here she is. Welcome, Grace. Hello. So tell me your first thoughts as you listened to this story. I can't believe that you would write something like this, and I'm so offended, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't okay. be a brat. <laughs> well, you stated I was one, so I, I had to I said you were amazing. <laughs> I mean, again, you talked about my maturity level rising. 
so I feel like if I was 16 and I listened to this, I'd be like, um, mom, I can't believe that you would do something like that. But I'm 22, and I'd like to say, even though there are moments where I'm very drastic and uh, I overwhelm myself after I think about it, yeah, I feel like it is accurate to me and you and our relationship and its growth. Just a testament to the maturity level and our kind of relationship with each other. I feel like out of all of the siblings, I was the most like traditional teen. Like <laughs> the one with the eye rolls. Yeah. And, whenever yeah. I, like I'll find myself watching movies with the troubled teen and I'm like, I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've heard you say it. Out of that, um, we've come to understand each other more. I yeah. Think. You say you were more like the stereotypical teenager, and I think that's true, but you're not anywhere close to some of the portrayals of moody teenagers. Yeah. You just have the essence mm-hmm. of them. I'm like the great value. <laughs> the great value teenager. <laughs> teenager. <laughs> the Kroger's teenager. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, well, you've, out, you've outgrown that. Well, yeah. and I think... Like I've said before, like I said in the story, that you and I are very similar in, mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah. Just sort of our way of processing, processing things is just different. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're so like each other, Mom. Oh my gosh, we said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you remember that, that time that I referred to at the beginning of the story of me just complaining about you? Not exactly. I've learned what spots of the floor creaks over time, but not to like make you self-conscious every time you talk to (laughs) to dad, but like none that have made me feel how I felt. And I can imagine the feeling. I can understand how I could feel that way, knowing my dramatic nature. But yeah, I did that specific moment. I don't remember. I don't remember. But you're saying that um, you used to be a little bit of an eavesdropper. Yeah. And that uh, you got so that you could be like, I can't step here. Yeah. Or they will hear me. Yeah. Or if I do step there, I'll just freeze for like two minutes. There's a technique. There's um, a technique. <laughs> Wow, look at you are the pro, a pro eavesdropper. Yeah. I mean, I'm not very good, but I know how. It's, yeah. Nothing that's like wounded me. It's mostly just like, ooh, what's up? (laughs) Well, that's good. I'm glad because um, it's not like I'm like all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, Grace makes me so mad. Yeah. But I just remember that specific time specifically because you did write a poem about Mm -hmm. it. I'm glad that you don't remember it. Yeah. And that you don't have that poem still to remind you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have the other ones, but I don't know. I've written so much that like, and I approach poetry in the moments where I'm feeling it. So it can be like the most dramatic language. And I was like, it's like if I broke my favorite pen or something like that. And I'm like, oh, and the ink fell on the floor and I felt it like the tears i broke you know like oh no i really would like to hear the rest of this poem of your broken pen i you know i'm not very good at you know slam poetry the the coming up with on the spot but like something like that where it's not that big of a deal but i have to freak out 
I'll have like arguments with people or something like that, or I'll I'll express my emotion to the max, but it's like I could not feel that intensely about it. Right. I always like refer to like dropping my pen. Like I'll be like, I could drop a pen and be like, darn, I dropped it. But I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. I don't know what happened. Like, (laughs) you know, so Yeah, I have had to learn that about you that, you know, you respond like you're angry about something or something Mm. was sort of annoying. But you respond like you are so mad right now. But so it makes like not really that mad. Yeah. It's also like makes it kind of difficult to express like my true emotion because I can react so harshly to things that when I'm actually hurt, it just kind of muddles. Precursor, actually upset. <laughs> so I'm not overreacting right I'm not now. not overreacting right now. <laughs> so when you respond that way, when you're like, oh, I dropped my pen. Oh, I dropped my mm-hmm. pen. I mean, obviously, you know, okay, I'm overreacting yeah. there. But in other things, like, um, you know, when you're get mad at me for something mm-hmm. and you respond yeah rue with a flash mm-hmm. do you recognize at that moment that you're like whoa i almost immediately afterwards i've had arguments with people that i've learned over time yeah, like even like this month honestly like i've learned and uh, I recommend therapy guys cuz she was like cuz my therapist was like how about you write about it I do already, but like I've taken to journaling as well. So I have those split second reactions and it's gotten me in trouble a lot of times where I'll like come back five minutes later and be like, okay, uh, so (laughs) I'm fine. I hope you're fine. But of course, it's gotten me in trouble quite a bit. I mean, we've seen that with each other, but in general, I've, you know. Learn to take that step. Well, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hannah has said to you before, like, Grace, I'm not going to be surprised if somebody punches, punches you in, in the face. face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I distinctly remember a moment that I still hold on to that's a perfect example for how I react to things. Over time, Hannah would talk about Salvation Army Camp. Mm-hmm. And she would talk about how it was amazing to work there and she loved it so much. And I never wanted to be a counselor. Working in dining sounds like it sucks. Lifeguarding sounds like the worst thing in the world. Like there's no good spot for me there. And as someone not experienced with kids, I was like, no, definitely not. And I don't really want to work with frozen chicken. So (laughs) yeah, I could experience the beach 15 minutes out of the day. And I just remember she had brought it up so many times, almost every time she talked about camp. And I thought that I had expressed those feelings that I was like, no, I don't want to, to a certain extent where she would understand that. But I guess I hadn't because she was telling me about it afterwards. But I could feel my face get hot. Hmm. My heart rate go up and I was so mad because it was just so many times to me in my head. And I thought I had made it clear and it's just not fit for me. And I've always known that. And so I don't remember what I said, but it was like a teacher voice. It was like, these kids have been too loud all day. And you have a, I'm I'm sure you can't see your face, Mm -hmm. but your face is terrifying when you get mad. I, yeah, I kind of know it because I, I just am aware of how much my face 
shows my emotion. And that's one of the things that I've learned about myself that it's like, I have to like look away or like (laughs) I can't be in this situation because they're going to tell I'm mad. And I remember I used that voice. I like saw red Mm -hmm. and I was like staring into her soul (laughs) and it ended in not chaos, but there was the rest of the night was there was hurt feelings. Yeah, it was terrible because it was one of those things where I was still kind of like, no, you keep doing this. And so I was still kind of frustrated about it. But I was like reacting with the wrath of the devil (laughs) about not working at camp was a little bit uh, questionable. A little over the top. Yeah. So there's moments where I've noticed it gets me in trouble. And that's why I take to writing as well. Mm. And more so now. Well, okay, so did you did you patch that up with Hannah? I did. Yeah. Okay, right. I don't know how that fixed itself. I it was one of those moments where I left and we like processed and then we came back and she was like, I am still very hurt. And I'm like, How dare you? I didn't say that. But I was like, No, you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, I mean Hannah and I have gotten in many a spat. We're both very emotional beings. So yeah. Yeah, so so tell us how journaling has uh, shaped you. It's made me quieter in a way. I've taken to acknowledging that your way of processing and not necessarily arguing but getting through an issue is a lot better. I just want to like go into the conversation. Tell me what's wrong. Why are you mad? Why are you unhappy? Yeah, and I just need to fix it right now, and we need to get through this because it's very unpleasant. But waiting for a time and, like, processing through writing what I'd like to say, Mm. that was one of the things. It's, like, what I'd like to say, I can't believe you do this. I'm just so frustrated with you. I can't, like, I just don't want to look at your face. You know, like, all of the aggression Mm -hmm. goes there, and the logic is what comes out of it right all right that's good Mm -hmm. see you guys look my baby is not such a baby anymore all grown up and mature (laughs) i know what logic is now (laughs) (laughs) good job i also hear like you talk about how it's like very similar with dad you and dad as well yeah that dad wants to fix it right away and everything like that and having that kind of like you guys are fine <laughs> like having that like you do it and you're great and you're cute and married and so it's fine <laughs> you know like that kind of almost reassurance of like it's just a learning experience you know well everybody's different the way they process yeah. things right yeah and you just have to sort of figure that out figure out who the person is mm-hmm. yeah I mean, you're my mother. I love you dearly. But I've learned to value you more, I think. Oh, that's beautiful, Grace. I love that. Especially since I've grown to be so much like you. I talk about it all the time. (laughs) Because I'll do something and be like, Wendy. Oh, my gosh. And then I realize, well, that's amazing. That noise that I just made is fantastic. (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, here, here's the thing. I ask you to, like, hey, Grace, draw this thing for me, and you're like, no, don't yeah. tell me what to draw. It's not necessarily like, a, oh, my mother is telling me. It's just like, I don't want to. That doesn't sound fun. 
(laughs) It's just like, that's not what's in my mind. It's not a thought that I have had. (laughs) (laughs) I know where you get it from. Randy's over here pointing like, yeah, see, right? That's it. I know. I mean, I know. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just like, it did not come from my thought process as much as I love chicken, except I wrote that down because I was like, that does sound (laughs) Like, I am going to draw chicken making pancakes. I have to admit, a chicken drawing pancake sounds good. Um, But... Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) All right, there we go. (laughs) Well, that one I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Hey, don't press your luck here. But like, I don't know. It's just like, how many weasels can one person draw? Like, (laughs) I I'm pretty sure I've never asked you to draw a weasel. I know. I'm just kind of (laughs) plucking something out of the air. I I got you. I got you. Well, all right. Okay. Well, how shall we end this? Grace, you're amazing. Ma'am, you're amazing. Thanks. Good job, ma'am. Thanks, you too, Grace. So proud of you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) 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 Okay. This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogie Land Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. Remember to subscribe, and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Facebook and Instagram at username On Carlson Drive. And be sure to visit our website at OnCarlsonDrive.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, were writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Join us in two weeks for a new episode. Until then, thank you for listening to On Carlson Drive. <laughs>